Hi, everybody. John Harris here with you. My pal, Billy Smith. We are in the cheap seats, so we're going to give you our picks from the cheap seats and a little bit of sports news for you. Um, first off, I'll let you know, uh, NBA is supposedly starting up soon. Preseason is underway, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm at the point right now with the NBA because of everything else going on in sports. I just don't care. So there you have it. Is James Harden James Harden going to get traded? I don't care. Is uh uh you know the first round draft pick Webanyaya for the Spurs going to be okay right now? I don't care. Is uh Milwaukee going to be a better team in the East with uh, uh Damian Lillard? I don't care. It just right now it just doesn't matter. Um it won't matter to me in the NBA till probably after Christmas. Games start to me. To, I know the season starts already, but games then start to be a little bit real. People are starting to look at, oh, this team's pretty good. And let's see what we can do about playoff seeding and stuff like that. And to me, it really doesn't even kick in anymore till March or April. So right now, NBK, NBA uh, stands for me for nothing but apathy. I just don't care. <laughs> Bill, if you care. Uh, no, just for fantasy purposes, I do. But other than that, other than that <laughs> yeah. NHL started I up. I do like some NHL a little bit, but I haven't really followed it much yet. Uh, same thing, really. It's kind of early, and it's clashing with baseball playoffs and football. So I keep an eye on results, but nothing – great i know the first round first pick overall bedard got his first goal in his first game so that's great uh good for the sport i guess but again don't really care not yet just don't care um baseball playoffs i do care a little bit for two reasons one i always care about baseball i admit it uh baseball and football are pretty close for me as far as Giving a crap. Um, Houston leads their series three to two, winning all three games in Texas. Uh, I admit that I root against Houston. Uh, here's how bad it is. I would root for the Yankees over Houston. <laughs> After I, I'm sorry, but I think the wrong, not the wrong guys, but. Two of the guys, maybe three of the guys that got punished for Houston weren't the only guys that cheated years ago, um, but they were the scapegoats. Uh, obviously, they've all kind of recovered. Cora's been a manager with the Red Sox. He's doing fine. A.J. Hinch has a job with the Tigers. They're getting a little bit better, a little by little. Um, the GM at the time, I can't even remember his name, but I think he's landed somewhere as well. Um so I don't like Houston, but you got to give them their due. Dusty Baker's doing a great job of trying to change the reputation and, and they're, and they're, and they're a good team. Uh, can't take it away from them. No matter how much hard you try big move for them was getting Justin Verlander back in a trade from the Mets. And he's been pretty much lights out since he went back and Houston needed that second starter. So it's worked out perfect. Uh, Altuve yeah. hit a three-run homer in the ninth inning. Yeah, I despise uh, that little jerk. 
because he was one of them that was definitely involved. Yeah. And, but no, I know what you mean. He's still a good player. You can't take it away from him. Bullpens in both games have been shaky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, both both games. Um, Philly's bullpen gave up the game five, uh, game four game, gave it up. Great pitching up till Kimbrell. I don't understand why they bring Kimbrell in the, in the eighth anyway. Well, they, yeah. I, I mean, it was the righty lefty the matchup right they said, but, but uh, it's just that don't matter when you, you got it when you got a closer you bring the closer in when you close the game. Well, that's what it is. The Phillies say he's not technically their closer. Sometimes they go to Alvarado, and I think that's what they were looking to do is have Kimbrell go through to three right hand batters, bring Alvarado in in the ninth. But you know, best laid plans. And Kimbrough admitted it. He he just said he blew two games. He blew game three as well. Uh, you know, it, it was a tie, and then um, and then um, Arizona won. But Phillies won the game they had to win last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting Wheeler, back, getting back to Kimbrough. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. Kimbrough, real quick. That's all right. Getting back to Kimbrough, real quick. That that was no check swing. I mean, that's that's something that should be challenged. I mean, yeah, I mean, the I, I agree with that. Around. I mean, uh, even the one, uh, even the one that. Strom got, I think it was in Philly, um, in the, in the previous series that won the series against the Braves was close. Yeah, it did. When you looked at it, eventually it did. That one turned out to be right, very closely. But I was of the opinion, and I'm rooting for the Phillies. We both know that. But I was of the opinion you should have been able to look at that. I was like, I want it, and I'm sitting at home going, I want to see that. I want to see it. And it took TBS. I, I don't know why it took them forever to finally show it. And I was, you know, from the angle where you could see it was the swing and I'm like, show it, let's go. Um, so I, I agree. And I'm at home just watching on TV and I want to see it. Cause it's like, and I'm rooting for the Phillies. I'm going, all right. Yeah. Now let me see. Was it real? Because I'm of the opinion too, that if your team wins or even if you're in it as more than a fan, you don't want anybody to say uh, they shouldn't have won. Or a bad call affected this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I kind of agree that that swing. I guess you could say it could have went either way last night at, at least. Uh, and I'm of the opinion that if it was that close, then it shouldn't be a swing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Um, there were some other calls too. The umpiring has not been great behind the plate in both series. Uh, yeah. has not been great at all. I will say the base umps are doing okay. We've got not too many overturned there. I think only one in the American League series and maybe only one in this one, and they were close plays. So uh, so the base umpiring has been pretty good, but it has some home balls and strikes haven't been great on in either series. Right. Um, but Philly did bring the bats out last night. They did get the big win over Arizona's ace for the second time in the series. Uh, So Monday's game, well, it is obviously mathematically do or die for uh, uh, Arizona back in Philly. Uh, They got their number two guy going against the Phillies number two guy. And I think Phillies have a slight, slight edge. If Nola pitches the way he did last time, I think it's going to be lights out. Uh, mm-hmm. The crowd's going to go nuts, as we know. Uh, 
and they traveled well in Arizona. I mean, at one point, the story was Phillies fans were buying up seats, which surprised me they were still available. Mm. And if they couldn't go, they kept the tickets so Arizona fans wouldn't go. So there'd still be a bigger Philly crowd than you would expect as far as noise level. I mean, that's brutal. I'll buy a ticket and not go, but you ain't going either if you're from Arizona. Uh-uh. I mean, that's that's some quick thinking. So, uh, you know, that's Philly, baby. That's East Coast, baby. If I ain't going, you ain't going. <laughs> wow. That's brutal. <laughs> so, um, but to me, it looks like Philly's got the edge. Well, they do in games, but I think they have the edge Monday night between the crowd. Uh, the pitching is, is if they both pitch well, it's going to be a pretty good battle. Uh, I, my, my whole, I'm just still wondering why Rojas is in center. I know he's a great defensive player, but uh, he, it's that's like putting me at the plate. You got about as much chance of me getting a a base hit as Rojas. I think he's hitting. He was, except for to me, what was a freak triple the other day. Uh, two problems. One, his swing was so late it went down the right field line. He's a right hand hitter, uh, and and a bad throw, or he'd have been out at third uh, on his triple. So to me, it was a freak triple. And he scored a run, but that's about his offensive highlight of the whole, not just this series, the whole playoffs. Right. That's his offensive highlight. So not, they got to work on his offense, but they did that with Stott and it paid off. I think Stott's turned into a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. He made some plays last night at second base. That one, I don't know if you saw it. He ended up in right center field snagging a one hopper on a full dive and it was a big play because there was a runner at third with two out and he makes the play and gets the guy by a hair at first and he made another one up the middle he has turned he's turned into a terrific he's always been a good fielder i mean he was good when he was shortstop uh but uh his offense has really improved since last year and uh, had a big hit last night he struggled in this series but he had a big Big hit last night. And he was smart on the bases when they did the double steal. Because mm-hmm. if he if he keeps going to second, he's going to be out before Harper crosses the plate and the inning's over. So right. he got there and he stopped. Now, was it planned that way? Maybe, but still, it's smart baseball. Mm-hmm. And a good throw on Harper still would have been out. Just the throw was oh, yeah, Yeah. So, um, but good good play and they played well last night so we'll see what happens uh Bohm's still struggling you wonder if he's going to come out of it Castiano started hot but now he's back in his funk he's streaky when he's on he's on he's huge and Schwarber was cold when he started the series and now he's on fire so it's like one seems to replace the other uh as we used to say just in the nick of time because now Schwarber's hitting bombs again Oh yeah. About these guys is they hit solo home runs. I'm like, even Harper's home runs, they're solo shots. They're bombs, but they're solo shots. If they ever hit a couple with guys on base, geez, they're gonna be dangerous. Riomoto hit one last night with somebody on, and his was a yeah. shot. But uh 
All right, I spent too much time on that shit. <laughs> we got <laughs> sorry. It's baseball. You know how I am about baseball. And the worst part is I'm that way about football too. So here we go. Uh teams on buys this week are where are they? The Dallas Cowgirls. Uh the Cincinnati Bungles. Uh the the Carolina Pansies. <laughs> I should make fun of these things. But I but I am. So a lot of teams on buys actually. The Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, and the Houston Texans. How about them Texans? Uh, so you got one, two, three, four, five teams, six teams on a bye this week. Basically three games less than normal. So. All games are in the United States this week, Bill. Yes, sir. No England, no London. There will be a couple of Frankfurt games coming up beginning of November, but uh, of which the Chiefs go and play one in Frankfurt, Germany, and then the next week somebody else is playing. So uh, It's good for football. I think it's it's good for football. I mean, they're drawing crowds out there. Yeah, they are drawing great. At least England's drawing big crowds. Now, Frankfurt, I think this will be the first regular season game over there in Germany. So far, they've mm-hmm. all been in England. England, and uh, a couple times we've went into Mexico. So, but uh, the, so yeah, it'll be interesting. But you're right; they seem to do draw big crowds. It's good for the worldwide popularity of the sport. I think the home teams, Jacksonville is an exception because I think sometimes they struggle to draw a full home crowd. Um, but home teams, if you think about it, really lose some revenue going over there. So I always wondered if the league made some of that up somehow when they, because they don't negotiate with the teams. They tell them, this is a schedule. You're going to Germany. Boom, boom. I mean, in this case, I think Kansas City would be a home team. You lose a lot of money from people coming in, spending money. You know, the city loses money. Uh, of course, the, the home team loses money in concessions and all that. <clears throat> to me, it affects your seasonal employees. What about your vendors and your stadium people yes. working? All those people are losing some money. I hope that the league is making it up to those people, at least in some respect. And I've never ever heard that they do, but I've never heard that they don't either. So might be there's got to be some kind of compensation. Yeah. So uh, but if you're ready, I'd say let's rock and roll. I will give you our results from last week, uh, which you're really starting to come on and kick a little butt. Um last week you were in your picks. We had 15 games. You were 11 and four in your picks. And ten and five in your in your spread picks, great week for you. Over under, neither one of us did that well. You were six and nine. Before you get upset, I'll let you know that that's still better than I was. So, <laughs> um, picks, I was twelve and three with straight up picks. Great week in that regard. Uh, but one game behind you on the spread at nine and six, and over under was I was four and eleven. Jeez, it was just awful. Um, biggest biggest games. Uh, I let me see. Uh, you took an upset pick, Atlanta over or uh, Washington over Atlanta, and you won that as well as the under. So you swept across the board on your upset pick. I uh, bit the big wiener on that one. 
Um, I we oh we both lost on the Philly Detroit game or Philly and the Jets. I mean, um, Philly's offense looked awful. I mean, the Jets have a good defense, but uh, I'd be worried if I was Philly. It was pretty inconsistent. They had chances and and hurts uh, through three picks. You know, you can't win yeah. if you usually you lose the uh, turnover battle. You can't win games. Uh, and it comes down to comes down to coaching again on that one because they they could have ran the ball on third down and have like thirty seconds on the clock and they and that's when they threw the pick. Yeah, yeah, dumb, just dumb. Because just had no um, time us left. Yep, I agree. <clears throat> uh, my up uh, my it wasn't really an upset pick. I took Dallas over the Chargers. You took the Chargers, uh, so I I got you on that one, but. Um, we we both did pretty well, so uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other ones that we were different on. I think everything else stayed kind of the same. Uh, you did have Indy covering against Jacksonville, and Jacksonville uh, were fairly dominant. So uh, that we and we both lost all the way across the board on New Orleans. Uh, because and I was so mad. I don't know if you remembered. I even have. I had Houston originally crossed them out and took New Orleans. Yeah. And <laughs> only because I was a chicken shit. Oh, there we go. The kids can't watch now. There we go. Congratulations to me. Um, other than that, we were pretty much right on target. But you got me by a game on the, on the spread, and I got you by a game on the picks. But let's face it, money's money. The spread was more important. So – uh, good week, Bill. Congratulations. Uh, that brings our total after six weeks to you are 61 and 32 in your straight up picks. You are now at 66%, my friend. And uh, you've done that most of that the last couple of weeks. So good job. Uh, Thanks. odds you're 51 and 39 with three pushes. You're climbing up that ladder too. I remember when you were below 50%. Now you're at 57.3%. You're getting ready to push 60. If we have another good week here, pal. Uh, over under, you're almost at 50%. You're three games below at 48%. So you're getting there uh, as far as over under. You're more than making up for that, though, now lately in uh, picks against the spread. Uh, I am right with you. One game above you on straight up picks at 62 and 31, and it took the best week maybe I've ever had in life pick wise to do that. Uh, so it's at 67%. It's like mere you know, roundup percentage points to get to that. So we're pretty much dead even on picks odds. I got you by about two and a half games. I'm 59.3% with 54 wins, 37 losses and two pushes where you have three um, over under. I'm nowhere. I'm I'm at forty six percent. I'm bringing up. I'm not just bringing up the rear. I'm like <laughs> in the back of the rear that's being brought up. It's not good. <laughs> at forty two and forty nine. Uh, so we're on on our spread picks. We're climbing up. We're right where Vegas is. Uh, some of them are at fifty five percent. Uh, some are as high as fifty nine. But we're right in that running as well. We're climbing. They've been kind of static the last couple of weeks. So we're liable to pass them this week or next and then start pulling away. 
That's the way I look at it. That's the way the trend looks. Um, so now it's time for us to uh, kick some ass for this week. Uh, we both won Jacksonville against the spread. And on our pick, Bill took the over. He was the winner on that. I took the under. And by taking the under, I also took, you know, the big wiener. So uh, Bill got that one on the over already. <laughs> he's, he's up on that. And we're, we're even on the Jacksonville picks. Uh, if you're ready, pal, we'll go through them and see what we got. Now you want to go over our sponsor first? Oh, that's a darn fine call. And that's why my friend Bill is the glue. <laughs> he's not just a co-host fans. He's the glue that holds this thing together. So let's talk about my friend and sponsor because he's probably watching and he is a football guy. Um, and that's my pal, Dennis and Graldi from Vineland Realty Corporation in Vineland, New Jersey, 634 East Landis Avenue in Vineland. If you have a real estate need, whether it's business, whether it's uh, residential, whether you want to rent, uh, lease, buy, sell, uh, and whether it's a business or uh, or your own living quarters uh, or you're selling a house or renting a house, give my friend Dennis a call, 856-690-9482. Uh, go down and see the crew down there. Uh, Tell his girl, Helen, I, uh, his girl Friday, I said hello uh, from the cheap seats. It's me and Bill. She'll, she'll be like, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Who are they? <laughs> uh, no, Helen's great. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, tell Dennis and the crew we said hello. And uh, you heard about him from us. That's from the cheap seats, part of Public John Media. We thank Dennis for supporting everything that we do here at Public John Media, we appreciate it. Because of him, we can come on the air every week. Um, and uh, uh, and I can ramble on and Bill can straighten me out. So it seems to be about the way it works. Uh, that's Vineland Realty Corporation, 634 East Landis Avenue in Vineland, New Jersey. That's, and 856-690-9482 is their number. Give them a call and uh, they'll help you out. And if they can't help you out, they can help you find a resource that will. So as Vineland Realty Corporation, 634 East Landis Avenue in Vineland, New Jersey. And uh, that's why Bill is the glue that holds the show together. Uh, he come, he remembers things that I, I forgot before they were even brought to my attention in the first place. So um, we already did our Jacksonville pick from Thursday night football. So now it's time to go over what we got for the rest of the week, Bill. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks to all the crew down there. But now we got to go to work. You guys work hard. Now it's our time to do a little work here. Um, Detroit and Baltimore. Baltimore's picked by three, believe it or not. Um, that'll tell you which way I'm probably going. And the over-under is 43. Yeah, this should be a pretty decent game. Detroit, uh, Banged up with some injuries. Uh, Ravens are on their third string running back. Um, I'm going to take uh, Detroit to plus the three and over 43. Okay. Detroit basically across the board with over, uh, which is what I did. Mine are all made already. So um, unless there's a big difference. We'll just go through them. You're right. Third string running back versus being banged up a little bit for Detroit. I just like Detroit. I would, I'd be honest. I was kind of surprised Baltimore was, I think basically they're saying they're even 
the three points is because Baltimore's at home. Uh, Buffalo, New England, seven and a half point spread for Buffalo. Over under is 40. Well, I shouldn't say for Buffalo. They're giving away the seven and a half. Yeah, they're seven and a half. And uh, uh, New England is just absolutely brutal. <laughs> in the, Bel- in Belichick, the, to me, I they are the, they're the Charles Barkley team of the NFL right now. They're terrible. They're terrible. New, terrible. Uh, Patriots are just. That, I don't know what's going through Belichick's head. He's got to be beside himself. <laughs> oh, he's got. It's be not going to get any better this week. It ain't going to get no better anytime soon. I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, I took Buffalo across the board with the over because yeah. it's forty, and I think it could be a blowout. Buffalo might get forty themselves. And, That's what uh, I'm saying. Buffalo, even though, probably, even though, yeah, even though they haven't been playing that well, Buffalo, but uh, I just. Yeah, but this is this is the get better game. To me, yeah. this is the uh, flu shot game. You're feeling a little yeah. rough around the edges. You go get a shot. This is the antibiotic game. This mm-hmm. this uh, give you an antibiotic will clean up anything you got going. <laughs> this game, <laughs> they're gonna feel a lot better after the day. I, yeah. I I took Buffalo across the board with the over. I'm thinking you're doing the same. Yep. Yes. I'm writing it in before you even get a chance to say yes. There it is. <laughs> Cleveland Indy uh, up to the minute, and I'm seeing it go across the board as we speak, and I actually heard the verbal report just before we came on, is that Watson, it looks like he will play. He'll test his shoulder right before game time, but uh, was a full participant in Thursday's practice and um, looks good. And he says he's fine, and the coaches say he looks fine. And unless something happens in that pregame warm-up that's not expected, he's going to play. Indy, meanwhile, yeah. Anthony Richardson's out for the season now. So Gardner, the, the Indy's offense is in the hands of Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner. I have Minshew mania when he was in Philly and in Jacksonville. But I just don't think the Colts are quite good enough uh, right now. Uh, I, I think Cleveland's defense is better. They're playing outstanding, and that's what's keeping them in games. I think that will be enough for Cleveland to win this. Yeah, I've been going back and forth, back and forth on this one. Uh, and I was I was leaning the Colts when uh, Watson wasn't playing, and I just uh, – I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick with what I have. I'm gonna stick with the Colts. I'll take the home dog. And okay. I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, it's only three. So again, it's basic. Well, it wasn't the home thing because. Uh, but yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me, Bill, if Indy pulls out a win. It really wouldn't. Uh, like I said, I like Minshew. If he's got a chance to throw the ball at all, he might pick Cleveland apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a gamer. Uh, 41's the over. You're going with that over or under on that? Um, the over. Okay. I have down the over. You know what, though? I'm going to change my over to under. I did take Cleveland, though. Um, but I think it could be a 20 to 17 game, even a 17 14 game. 
could be fun to watch if you like defense. I really do think that. So Vegas, Chicago. This game will be in in the uh uh in the words of the word of that uh, controversial uh late Don Imus. This game will be awful. This game will be awful. It it uh has no quarterbacks. Uh both of them are out. Both starters are out. Garoppolo's out for Vegas. Um, I still have trouble saying Vegas. I think I'm just going to continue to call them the Raiders. And um, Fields is out for the Bears. The Bears are starting a rookie that not too many people have ever heard of. Vegas is starting a Hoyer, I believe. Every time to me, every time Hoyer has started the last few years, he's gotten hurt. So who knows? But if he doesn't get hurt. That's a slight edge for Vegas. They are picked by two and a half and over under. I don't want to say they're thinking it's not going to be a high scoring game, but the over under is 38. Yeah. Uh, Vegas across the board with the under. Slight edge. I got the same. I got the same. Do you? Okay. I got the same. Sounds like for the same reasons, I would bet. You know it's bad when yeah. the abbreviation I'm putting in is veg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going with the under as well, Bill? Yes, sir. Okay. Tampa Bay, Atlanta. This is going to be – this was a tough game for me to pick, actually. Tampa Bay is picked by two and a half. That surprised me a little bit. It is in Tampa. The over-under is 37 and a half. I took – Tampa and the over, though I don't think the over will be by much. I think it could be a 21-17 game, which would have me win the over by a half a point. <laughs> um, I I think the slight edge here goes because of the quarterbacks. I think Baker is a little better than Ritter, though Ritter seems to be coming on. But it, it, it was tough because Atlanta has a great defense. But their offense is pretty inconsistent. Tampa Bay's defense isn't bad. And I think they've got enough weapons on offense that they can score enough points on, on Atlanta to win it. Um, but it's going to be close. And it yeah, wouldn't surprise I, me I, if I'm dead wrong here. Yeah. Well, I'm going to agree with you all. I'm going to take the same thing, Tampa across the board and the over. Okay. Uh, Washington and the Giants. Um, another another game of um, probably not fun to watch game, unless you like mistakes and things like that. It's it. I think Sam Howell is inconsistent. I know it's his first year, but he's just one minute he shows he's great, and the next minute he shows he might as well give the ball to the guy in the other jersey. It's just some of it he's not getting protection. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe give him some time because he has shown some flashes. He really has. Giants defense is pretty good. Their offense is awful. Thank you, Mr. Imus, for the work. 
awful, <laughs> but it's terrible. <laughs> um, so I would say let's uh, – I went with Washington across the board. The over-under is 37.5. Washington's picked by three. I took Washington to cover, and I took over 37.5 because I think Washington will score some points here. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. Okay. Washington across the board and the over. And the over. There we go. We're on a roll. Seattle, Arizona. This was tough for me only because of the spread. The spread is nine points. 44 and a half is the over-under. Seattle's picked, of course, and they are at home. Um, For this game, for some reason, the Cardinals have been actually playing better than everybody thought. I think Seattle's going to win the game, but I think Arizona might cover. It's nine points. There's a history of Arizona playing tough against people in their own division. Um. So I I'm I just a hunch I'm taking Arizona to cover but Seattle to win the game and I'm taking the under. I think the only way for Arizona to win is if it's under or close to that area. Wouldn't surprise me if Arizona wins it like 2017 or something like that. Um uh, yeah. Could be wrong here completely and Seattle might blow them out of the water but yeah, um, I, I'm gonna, Arizona one and five on the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Seahawks to win the game. I'm gonna take the Seahawks to cover, and I'm gonna take the over. Okay, and that would be the consensus pick, I think, and probably should be mine. But you know, we know both know I'm. Um, uh, it's probably why I don't bet because bet when I do bet, I gamble like crazy. It's like, ah, this looks good. And, you know, uh, I'll win a game that nobody ever thought I should win. And then I'll lose a game that everybody was like, why did you even pick that? So it's like stupid, Johnny, you were up by this much and now you lost. You dumbass. <laughs> so Pittsburgh and the Rams. Like you uh you you got a little bit of news there on Pittsburgh. Yeah, wide receiver Deontay Johnson is back off to the IR, and uh, he'll be uh, in the lineup today. All right, so they have Johnson and Pickett, right? And then yeah. Pickett's the uh, quarterback. Um, and Fryer moves just went on the IR. So yeah, he's, he went he's on out. And their good tight end went on the IR, so he's out four weeks minimum. Um, I Rams. I, go ahead. The Rams are down to their third and fourth string running backs. They just signed Daryl Henderson, and uh, he's going to be suited up. So he was oh, a free man. agent. But, yeah, Daryl Henderson's going to be uh, last, back in uh, playing again. Man, last week he's he's dipping Doritos in salsa. <laughs> now he's back in there. Um, but I still think the Rams. The Rams don't focus much on the run anyway, to be honest with you. They really don't. Yeah. Um, I uh, I just think it's going to be the Rams across the board. I think Aaron Donald's going to get in the backfield and wreak some havoc on the on the pig. I think it's going to be tough for Pittsburgh to get anything going on offense. 
and the Rams have, especially with Cooper Cutback and uh, uh, the kid whose name sounds like a Disney character, Rookie uh, Nakua, Matana, or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with anything except I'm terrible with names. I mean, I screw up Geno Smith for Christ's sake. So, um, yeah, hey, Pacuna, Pacuna, right? Nakua. Oh, cool. man, I'm like close. I mean, I can see him. I've watched him. I hear everybody say his name when he makes the great plays. And I, it's not his name. It's my memory. It's really like I was spelling Gino, G-I-N-O, all these years. And that was wrong, you know, or Gino Smith. So, um, I, but either way, I think the Rams with him and Cup, uh, Stafford finding him open. Is enough to uh, uh, to beat up on Pittsburgh with Donald causing some problems in the backfield. I think uh, so. I took the Rams the over the over under Rams by three. Uh, over under is forty four. Okay, and you took the over. I took the over. Okay, well, I, I did the be, same thing. Rams I across the board be, and the over. Yep, I think it could be twenty seven twenty or something like that. So. Uh, all right, Rams for Bill and the over. A lot of overs for both of us this week, I think. Mm-hmm. Here's another. Here's another game that if it wasn't for Vegas and Chicago having no quarterbacks, this would be the dirty toilet bowl game. Green Bay and Denver. Green Bay in Denver is picked by one. It's basically a pick 'em game of. Who sucks more? It's the Who Sucks More Bowl tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this afternoon, our late afternoon game. Who sucks more, Green Bay or Denver? I think it comes down yeah, to I, quarterbacks. I don't think uh, what's his name's quite ready yet, but you got to play him up. get him ready. Yeah, what's his name? Love. Uh, he's yeah, Barry White of quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> Hey, give me some love, baby. Uh, I think Denver's going to love on him. I think they're going to get some uh, some quality time in the backfield uh, checking out Mr. Love. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, though, not the Russell Wilson of old, will be enough of Russell Wilson, I think, to score enough points on the Green Bay Packers. Though I think so, I'm taking Denver. It's technically an upset pick, but it's one point, so it's basically a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm taking the under. I don't think either team's going to score a lot of points again. A 21 16, 21 17 game for Denver, I think, something like that. You got the over under 45. Yes, what it is. okay. Oh. I'm still taking the under. We're going to be total opposite on this one. Woo! There we go. Denver's, Denver's defense, after giving up that 70 burger, still hasn't done anything to, to improve. I know Green Bay's no uh, Dolphins, but uh, I like their receiving. <laughs> I, I like their receiving core. I think this is a, a game where Jordan Love finally breaks out, and uh, I'm going to take the Packers, give the one, and take the over. Okay, sweet. We got a game where we are completely different, and I love that. 
meanwhile, this one causes me to have agita. The Chargers and the Chiefs. 47 and a half points is the over. The Chiefs are picked by five and a half. I took the Chiefs to win the game, but because of past history, and I do still like Herbert, they have a few weapons. I think the Chargers will cover. I think 44 and a half, or uh, five and a half, 44 and a half, wow. I think five and a half might be a little high. It could be a field goal game. The Chiefs still don't really impress me on offense as much as they have in the past. Uh, they did sign Mercole Hardman uh, after he was basically, well, it's a trade, but it was basically a trade for, you know, uh, a 131st round draft pick or something. It wasn't, the Jets were, never gave him a shot, unloaded him. Chiefs basically jumped in, swooped, because they need receiver help. Um He's going to return punts and kicks right away. He's active. There's talk about bringing Frank Clark back to be on the other side of uh, Chris Jones because he got cut so he could get signed. Uh, and one of their draft picks, and I can't remember his name, is eligible to play. He's coming off um, uh, a suspension, I believe, for PED. He, he's on the active roster as well, and he's a defensive tackle draft pick. So I think the Chiefs are hoping the defense gets a little better and that Hardman can give him a boost once in a while at receiver and uh, definitely in the punt and kick game. I, I like the moves, but the Chargers play Kansas City in every divisional game tough. It's almost at half point in the season two, and that's when the Chargers actually start to play well. Every year, it's history. It's like they'll lose first four or five games or five of the first six or seven and then come on like gangbusters, and this is about the time they do. Wouldn't surprise me if they win, but I I got to hang with the Chiefs. So for now, anyway, Kansas City, I think, wins. Chargers cover. I think it's going to be – I'm taking a shot here. I think it's going to be under 47 and a half. I think if the Chargers are going to win, they're going to have to keep the Chiefs offense manageable, catchable. So that ends that. Yeah, I uh, I agree. If this, if this game was in uh LA, I would have taken the uh the upset, but uh I would I, I would take the there only because yeah. the difference is with LA that no matter what they're they could sell out. It's never a home field advantage for either LA True. team. True, but playing in Kansas right. City is tougher. So. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, in Kansas City, but, uh, it's a lot tougher. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Arrowhead's just a... so. So yeah, I think the Chiefs will win, and I'm going to do the same. Uh, I'll take the five and a half to cover, but I'm going to go with the over because I think I'm going to shoot that. Yeah, that was the bigger question for me. Even though the cover was a obviously a question too but you're right the over under was the bigger issue for me in this game um but i decided that you know i'm a putz so i went with that uh (laughs) miami and philly sunday night football uh eagles picked by three 
The over-under is 51 and a half. And I am a huge Eagles fan, as you know. I'm a huge Eagles fan, huge Chiefs fan. Because of when I was a kid, it was two different leagues. So you could you could legitimately have a team in either league because they didn't play each other. Of course, now it's different, but I'm still that way, Chiefs and Eagles. That being said, money is money. I am not going to lead our viewer or viewers <laughs> astray and pretend that I can sit here and blow smoke. We use, as we've said before, two different systems. Bill uses analytics a lot. I use the eye test. Bill does throw some eye test stuff in there too. Um, I will admit that I don't use that much on analytics. Bill does research on the numbers and does a lot more work than me. Um, he may not say as much, but he Bill does a lot of work. And we've already said he's the glue. That being said, my friend, Mr. Eagle here is thinking that Miami's going to win the game, which, of course, means they'll cover. Uh, I, from what I have seen with the eye test, I think losing the offensive coordinator has hurt Philadelphia. Um, I think it's hurt Jalen Hurts. Now, maybe next year they'll be better. Maybe later this season they'll be better as him and the coordinator, Brian Johnson, learn each other. But right now, things don't appear to be on the same page. Uh, I think it's forced Hurts into some turnovers. Uh, and... I Miami's offense. I know Philly has a great D and they got some guys up front and some studs, but they've got a couple guys injured in the secondary as well. I, I I'll be sitting here rooting that I'm wrong. I mm -hmm. hope the Eagles win it. I'll be going rah, rah, rah green. But uh, I, I logically, if I was putting money down, somebody held a gun to my head and said, you have to bet this game. I would I would have to take Miami and I would have to go over the 51 and a half. I think Miami's going to put some points on the board. I think the Eagles will put some points on the board trying to stay close. Uh 51 and a half is high, but Miami's proven they can score even when they don't win, they can score on anybody. Um I think the Eagles will try to match that but I don't think they'll quite get there. So I'm taking Miami across the board in the over. Um, and uh, it's it's yours from there, my friend. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Eagles, I, I, I said this at the beginning of the year, that the Eagles will be stick, take a step back, losing the defensive coordinator, losing the offensive coordinator. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Um. I and think they've really done well with the defense. They've figured out a way to uh, stay competitive defensively. And I think that's because mm -hmm. of the players. The players are same scheme, uh, great defensive players. But offensively, I don't yeah, think they've made the conversion good. yet. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. I mean, like I said, the Eagles could lose four or five in a row coming up with their tough schedule. So yes. I, I think this, starts, this yeah. will be uh, loss number two coming up in a row. Uh, yeah. so I'm going to take the Dolphins across the board and the over. 
Okay. So we're so really going with the uh, with the away dog here. Yeah, yeah. And but, they got they got Buffalo. They got the 49ers. They got, they got uh, Dallas twice yet. Chiefs. The Chiefs, Chiefs come out. So yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna be lucky to to hold on to the division because Dallas's schedule gets a little easier. I think now. So they mm-hmm. may get lucky. It, it could come down to the Dallas meetings. It really could, you know. Well, I mean, um, I, I, but we'll we'll worry about that when they happen, I guess. But yeah, I think you're right. They they got a tough schedule, and it uh, it it could be could be brutal for them. So, and then of course you know the, what that'll do in Philly. <laughs> I think I think if they don't make the playoffs or they get an early exit, I think Jason Kelsey will retire. Because he only stuck yeah, around I, thinking they had a shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but I think if they aren't that close, because um, he's pretty busted up. I don't know if you saw the documentary on Prime. Um, nah. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It goes into some home But it kind of shows you how busted up he was at the end of the season and while he was playing. So, uh, and he's not, obviously he's not the only one. It's a perfect example of what these guys go through. I mean, you do sacrifice, I think, a better quality of life down the road to play a game that you love, but you know you're going to get beat up. And you're kind of risking some of that quality family time, you know, down the road. How how involved are you going to be able to be with your kids physically? So, um it's a real interesting documentary. If you get a chance, I do recommend it. Um, but uh, I, I agree. I think I think that the coordinators leaving hurt Philly, especially the offense. I think you. I think we're dead on on that. I because I, really no major changes. I mean, I like Swift a lot. I really do. I think that was a great pickup. Uh, they really haven't had to use or haven't used Rashard Penny very much mm-hmm. at all. Uh, Gainwell was their number one back, may technically be, but I think Swift gets the ball more. He's shown he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's dangerous. He can run between the tackles. I mean, I like him a lot. I think where Philly gets lost sometimes is they get away from the running game, and it hurts them. So, yeah. uh, And I tell you what, they, they're, they, they've been productive – with the push push. Yeah. Wasn't for that. They, they oh, might yeah. not be. Yeah. They I get, mean, they get within two yards of the end zone and, or two yards of a first down, even on fourth down, you go for that. And it's hard to stop it. It really is. But then again, you don't see a whole lot of other teams doing it. So it makes you think it's because Philly's pretty good at it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. if you have a play, for instance, you don't see a lot of people use their tight end like Kansas City uses Kelsey. And that's because they don't have as good a tight end or they don't have a good enough scheme. Uh, the Rams was Cooper Cup, you know, and now uh, Hakuna Matata or whatever his name is. <laughs> that's terrible. But um, Huka Nakua. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Hakuna Matata. That's good. I, I got nothing to do. Your brain, it's gone, man. 
You know, <laughs> you know when you have a sponge and you've let it sit outside after it was wet and mm-hmm. it's dry rotted into dust. That's what's what that's what's in the process up here. There's nothing half of this now is dust, I think it's gone. It's um I mean you've got examples of of uh um guys who uh uh and teams who come up with something that is their own that's unstoppable, but other teams can't really do it. I saw somebody try the 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 push was it the tush push uh uh last week to get a first down and they failed because they just if you don't have that line that can push forward mm-hmm. you're not gonna get it you gotta have the line and then they do make adjustments on it um uh, based on who they play is it better for us to go low and him go low behind us or is it better to come up and just push him high and him stay up. So they do make minor adjustments to it. So you're right. It's very effective. Mm-hmm. But you got to be within a certain range for it to work. You know it's not going to be a long running play. One or two right. yards max, you know. Um, yeah. And, and there's going to be rumblings. Uh, there's already rumblings that NFL is going to look at it. And, uh, well, they supposedly the- looked at it last last year, the competition committee. I love that. And decided that, you know, it, it's still a legal play. But you're right. They'll look at it again. I I, I kind of have a problem with that because it's now become, well, if we can't stop it, it's illegal. It should be illegal. <laughs> yeah. No matter who's doing it. Right. I mean, now, now, you know, to me, it's almost like some of the baseball rules. You know, if you if if you can't stop it, well then we got we got to change the rule you know uh that way you know you can't do it anymore and i'm like that's bullshit you know oh sorry kids well you can't have your kids watch the show i guess now again for the second time today but i think it is bullshit and i I know i'm an eagles fan and it looks but other teams can do it too there's nothing to stop the other teams from learning how to play my only thing is and I've seen it, it be, a couple times. It's not a hundred percent. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's not a hundred percent. I I think they may think they're. It's hard to call like a holding call on there because they're hmm. all bunched up like that. So yes. I mean, which it is, true. it is. I mean, you can, I mean, but well, you can call holding you know, like on any play, Bill. On any play, yeah. And Every play, somebody. yeah. Can't so, penalize anybody. You know, a team that's doing it well. I mean, I think there's pieces of it that you can legislate. Like if you see them, you, know, you see a lineman pull a guy, or you know push a guy over, you know by grabbing him, uh, or somebody gets behind the line and grabs Hertz and pulls him, which I've seen that happen a couple of times. Well, you you can call a flag on that. Mm-hmm. You know, legislate it that way. If it's not done properly, well then yeah, you got to throw the flag. Um, right. But I I. I just don't think it's right to look into it, and you know, a football. Oh, no, I, a I agree. Sport, you know. Yeah, everybody says, "Well, it looks too no much fun. like rugby." Yeah, it's, it's just like the no fun league. It's just yeah, it's a no it's fun. What if they celebrate? Who cares? Who cares. I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. If it's it's a gross thing, like the time Randy Moss simulated pulling his pants down. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. 
like that. That's definitely unsportsmanlike, and you do have to worry about kids watching shit. But when, what's his name, Joe Horn years ago had a cell phone in the goalpost. I no. thought that was great. You know, he got a flag and a fine. Come on. Yeah, he's dialing, you know, faking like he's dialing home. Hey, mom, look what I did. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I thought Zeke that time jumping into the Good Samaritan, uh, yeah. you know, the, the big red kettle for the Salvation Army. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. And he made a donation. Well, what he did was they find him. But when they find these guys, it's for charity. The money goes out to charity. Right. So he was like, and I think they do give them input as to what charity, because he said, that's fine. Give it to the Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that's great. And then, of course, the next season, I think it was last season, uh, a tight end scored uh, on, a, on a play for Dallas. All three tight ends happened to be in the game. And I think it was one of those George Kittle started it. It was National Tight End Day or something. Mm-hmm. All three tight ends jumped in the thing to show support for Zeke and said, you know, I thought that's pretty cool. You know, and I the same yeah. thing. They all were going to get fine. They all knew what was going to happen. But you know what? We don't care. Let's have some fun. You know, uh, what's his name? Was it Tyreek Hill? Well, years ago, Randy Moss did it. He did the negative one, but he also did a positive one. Went over to a cheerleader and grabbed her pom-poms and was dancing with the cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> he scored a touchdown. That's fun. Let these guys have some yeah. fun. It's entertaining to yeah. us. No, we got last, last week, yeah. We, that's last week, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Last yeah. week, Tyreek Hill grabbed the guy's cell phone and did a backflip. Oh, I saw that. It. Yeah, I saw that. That's fun. You know, whether you like yeah. the team or not, at least they're having some fun. You know, I like I like the dances, you know, when they choreograph. I like that shit. That's great. Yeah. Um, so like you said, the NFL, the no fun league, lighten up, lighten the hell up. Let's let's watch the entertainment. You know, as long as it's not, you know, pulling your pants down, derogatory, simulating yeah. some, you know, yeah, you know, kids are watching. Let's let's keep it up. But if it's fun, let it go, man. Uh, giving a ball, you give a ball to somebody in the crowd, unless you can show it's a relation or something, they're going to hold the ball for it. If you just throw it in the crowd, or like Travis Kelsey, I think punted one into the seats one time after he scored a touchdown, he got mm-hmm. fined. Come on. You're giving a ball. What better PR is it than to give yeah. a ball to a fan? Yeah, in baseball, I mean, it's the same as baseball. I mean, you know, foul ball. Are you going to find a guy for hitting a foul ball in the seat? It's a, it's for the fans. Let Have a good time. It all, almost should be the no fans league. We don't yeah. care about the fans. Well, they're, they're the ones paying the money. If they find it entertaining, leave it the hell alone. Mm-hmm. Jackasses. There. Thanks. Thanks for giving me a chance to rant. <laughs> the rant of the day. Um, so last but not least, we're both taking Miami across the board and over um, to beat Philly. I hope, I hope, like I said, I'm wrong, but I just don't see the Eagles scoring, outscoring Miami. And I think that's the way that game's going to have to go. Uh, San Francisco, Minnesota, Monday night. The uh, the Niners are picked by six and a half. The over under is forty four. Debo is out, I believe. McCaffrey looks like he's going to play uh, for the Niners. Minnesota, to me, Minnesota is the mediocre team of the of the decade. They might get you to the yeah, playoffs. and they're and they're really 
Yeah, and without their best uh, receiver, Jeff Jefferson. Yeah, without Jefferson, who's out at least three more weeks, right? Because he was put on the IR last week. So, yeah, he's out at least three more weeks. Um, Uh, And the Niners losing last week, uh, I think they get back on track here. Yeah. Uh, Six and a half. It's less than a touchdown, so uh, I'm going to give the six and a half, and I'm going to take the over because I think Minnesota will have to uh, get a couple of touchdowns we'll late. Have to throw some passes late to try and catch up. Yeah. That's that's the way I looked at it too. Is Niners across the board forty four will will fall by the wayside too. I think it'll be the over. So that. Does it? We have any? We have one big difference: Green Bay and and Denver. The uh, wished I was watching a toilet bowl. Um, <laughs> I mean, that would be the whirlpool would be more exciting, I think, than that game. Um, I'm looking to see game wise if we have any other major differences. I don't think so. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the Colts. You did take the Colts to cover. Uh, yep, against Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Colts and Cleveland across the board. You're right. Uh, or Colts and Cleveland. Yeah, Colts and Cleveland. You took Indy. I took Cleveland. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I think the rest of the games, I did take Arizona to cover against Seattle. That's kind of a risk. Uh, and that's about it. But we do have a couple differences, so that'll make it interesting. Uh, remember, we're both in line with Vegas, and uh, I'm thinking we're going to exceed them pretty soon. And I think once we do, we'll be back to uh, uh, being the guys you want to listen to and bet money on if you're if you're uh, if you're somebody trying to uh, win your bets because that's what's happened every year, Bill. And uh, we're we're consistent. Stick with us; you'll win some money. And if you don't, well, good luck to you. You know. Hope you didn't bet the house. If you did, I hope I'm the one that won your house. I you know, I can use the extra income. I'll sell it back to you. Uh, that's the kind of guy I am. So he said, "You're heartless." I <laughs> lately I've got proof that says it's you're wrong. I do have a heart. I asked my doctor to type up a letter saying that so I could give it to my ex-wife. He said, "You have an oversized heart." I said, can you give me that in writing? <laughs> I got some people I got to show that to. So um, so there you have it. For my pal, Billy Smith, who is sporting his anti-Kate Smith jersey. I mean, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers jersey. I still think they're corporate scumbags or sellouts. But that's me personally. Uh, they are playing well. But. Like we said in the beginning, I like hockey, but right now it's, you know. On the back burner. On the way, yeah. <laughs> the back burner's going. I think there's something behind me. <laughs> so, um, but we will get into that a little later on. Um, for my pal, Billy Smith, unless you have a rant or something to add, my friend, we can uh, wrap this up and tell everybody good luck and enjoy the games. Yeah, no, we covered everything, and uh, everybody enjoy the games. Yep. All right, for Dennis and Graldy and Helen and everybody over at Vinyl and Realty Corporation, for my pal Billy Smith, for the entire staff here at Public John Media, once again, 
putting on a quality show despite its host here. Um, <laughs> they're like, thank God Bill is in, at least video-wise, in the building. Um, uh, for my pal Bill Elmer's Glue Smith, keeping the show together, we're going to say thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, uh, enjoy, as my pal Billy says, that being said, enjoy the games, everybody. <laughs>